What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Stacking the Box podcast with Ian McMillan and Sterling Holmes. I am Sterling Holmes. Ian, your background's a little different. You got some golf balls up behind your uh, your right your right arm right now. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. I decided to get rid of the beer sign. Uh, I feel like I was just giving that beer company free advertising. So if they want me to put it back up, they got to pay me. Uh, and I have been collecting golf balls from courses that I've been playing, uh, but I thought I had way more than what I ended up having. <laughs> So I bought the the golf ball case, and you might might notice four of the five rows just completely empty. Yeah. Uh, so I need to go get more, go to more golf courses to get more golf balls. You, you got to do some design with like two in the top, two in the bottom, one in the middle, something like that. Maybe a diagonal line. See, so, yeah. um, frankly, it's sad. Okay, the, yeah. the, the, <laughs> the bottom four just look like. Uh, you look lonely. Yeah, you I might lonely. just fill in just basic, just like normal golf balls with no logo on them on, on the on the other rows until I can get some more logoed balls. Because yeah, it 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 looks pretty empty. It's, it's a your, pretty sad sight. Put your first birdie ball in there at least. Come on, that's what's over my shoulder up there that you can't see. I got my first birdie ball up in there. I, I don't have mine. I'm pretty sure I lost mine in the woods the whole after. Mm, mm. All right, let's get into. It. We got a lot to talk about today. Well, a lot to talk about in a off season with frankly not a lot to talk about. We're going to talk positional power rankings going through offense, defense, go through everything and give our power rankings where teams and players land heading into 2023. We'll talk briefly about the Chiefs White House visit, the Madden cover rumors and much, much more. All right, I do want to say, if you guys want to do us a huge, solid NFL fans, fans of, of any sport, DraftKings has upgraded their sign-up offer for a limited time. If you are a new user, you can receive 200 bucks in bonus bets by following just three steps. Create an account, deposit, and then wager five-plus dollars on any sport. NBA Finals, game three tomorrow, all tied at one apiece. Whether your first wager wins or loses, 
you still receive the 200 bucks in bonus bets. All you have to do is use code STB when you sign up. Best part is using our code STB not only gets you the bonus, but also supports the podcast. If you're considering signing up for DraftKings, definitely use our code STB to maximize your first bet. Do it. Come on, go to DraftKings, help the fellas out, win yourself some money, get those 200 bucks in bonus bets, use code STB. I won some money. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I, I put money on Miami last uh, Sunday night. Yeah, put money on my on Miami Sunday night. Pretty good ROI right there. Anytime you count out Spolster and those, that Heat team, they bounce back. We're not an NBA podcast. We're an NFL podcast. Let's start first with the uh, Madden cover rumors. All right, Josh Allen. That's the rumor. What do you make of Josh Allen being on the cover of Madden? Uh, um, I guess it makes sense. I have, uh, to be honest, I haven't even I haven't bought Madden in a while now. Who was on it last year? Was it Mahomes last year? Uh, I bought it. Okay, I bought it, and even I don't know. I forget who it was. I bought it last year, but you know how you don't buy the actual game anymore you download it let me look it up 2023 nfl madden let's see who the cover athlete was another one with i think was that it was actually madden himself right that was the right because he died last year uh and then the year before that it was brady and mahomes uh yeah i think josh allen makes sense if they just go back to normal uh to normal players here the last time it was a non-quarterback antonio brown 2019 geez talk about uh, the madden curse there madden curse used to be a big thing you almost didn't want your favorite players to be yeah. on the cur- on the cover because of the alleged curse uh i think it got broken but antonio brown being on it in 2019 that must have been right at the start of his downfall uh maybe the madden curse came back uh you know who broke it who patrick mahomes baby that's who broke the madden curse Ah, i think it was broken before that that's all he does is break it i mean come on what what doesn't he break he he, the mvp and super bowl champion in the same season madden curse what else can't he break okay come on ian sorry that we you have desmond (laughs) ritter sorry in your eyes four-time mvp uh, Desmond Ritter coming up in the future. But yeah, Josh Allen is, quote unquote, likely to grace the cover of Madden at 24. I don't have an issue with it. Uh, you're not going to put Mahomes on it again, right? No. Most of the time. Well, I guess I take that back because that always quarterbacks. I mean, we, as you mentioned, Antonio Brown, Justin Jefferson was on it, if I remember correctly. Peyton Hillis was on it one year. So it's not always quarterbacks. I thought what would be kind of interesting is if they did a split one with Jason and Travis Kelsey, Ooh. since it was the brothers playing in the, okay. the last Super Bowl. I thought that was interesting. Again, I'm not trying to put my Chiefs homerism in here now, but I do think that'd be an interesting one of both Kelsey brothers. They are a large storyline right now. Who knows how long Jason Kelsey has left in the NFL. Plus, putting a center on the cover of Madden, that might be his only chance with him and his brother. That would be pretty badass. Yeah, I, I do like that idea quite a bit. I, I think there's some receivers that you could uh, could put on it. Tyreek Hill would be kind of fun. But yeah, I think I think Josh Allen is fine. Mm. I mean, I'm not going to buy Madden. The game is broken, let's be honest. It stinks. It's not that bad. But when I say stuff is not that bad, you know what that means? It's not great. It's not great. Right. It's fun I mean, to play. It's fine. I mean, I used to love it because the franchise mode was so in-depth. But, for, I mean, I haven't bought it. But, I mean, apparently they've just completely stripped the entire franchise mode. So they, they're they just kind of all in on, on the ultimate team. 
which is you kind of have to pay to win as a obviously it's smart for them making money that way but i'm not going to buy the game and then buy packs of cards to build my madden ultimate team to still uh just get destroyed playing online against other people because i'm generally bad at video games so if i were to play madden online it's all over for me what's funny is i'm so analytical in the real nfl i'm so you know passing is the best way to move the ball all this stuff the quarterback you don't have a quarterback the rest of the stuff typically doesn't matter unless you are the san francisco 49ers but in madden when i play against people i revert back to football in the 1930s i'm running i formation only I am having a fullback on the field at all times. Okay. I am plugging away for three and four yards a clip. That's all I'm doing. Uh, I am so bad throwing the rock in Madden. It's just interception after interception. It's stupid. It's like the, the computer is, their heads are backwards, but their arms are this way. Right. They're somehow picking me off. I'm just going, you know what? Fine. Fine. Give me Nick Chubb. I'm running for four yards a clip, and we're going to have three possessions only. That's how I'm going to win. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. You know what I am excited for that I am going to get, though, then when the NCAA football game comes out next year or something, that's going to be great. Yeah, that'll be pretty sweet. Uh, getting into the Chiefs uh, visit to the White House. Um, one of the funny things I saw was Travis Kelsey trying to take the mic when uh, they handed Biden the jersey. Right. Because, you know, every president, when they go there, they give him a jersey. Mahomes and Biden are to one side. And then you see Travis Kelsey step on the mic, start, hey, guys, I've always wanted to do this. And then Mahomes just rushes over and is like, nope, sorry about that. No speech for you, Kelsey. <laughs> I, I I did not see this whatsoever. Did this just happen yesterday? Yeah, it was great. It was yeah, outstanding. It was phenomenal. Just, just seeing Kelsey in his element was great. Uh, not only that, but seeing some of the former Chiefs players, the talk is is Frank Clark coming back. You see him post on Twitter saying, we, 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 saying, look what we did. Look at look, look at us. And you're sitting here. There's a little inkling of me going, Frank Clark might be coming back. Frank Clark's market might not be as robust as he once thought. And if this little trip is any indication, I'm sure the players are also in his ear saying, hey, Frank, come on. Come on back now. You're seeing Chris Jones on Twitter nearly every single day saying, hey, we want the shark back. And now you're in person talking to him. There might be a little swaying going on right now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Come on. You're a huge Chiefs fan, Ian. Don't you <laughs> want to talk more about the gloriousness that is the the mini dynasty currently that we're witnessing with the Kansas City Chiefs? I can only take so much Chiefs talk in a podcast. And I know once we get to the power rankings portion of the show here, I know we're going to be talking about a lot of Chiefs players. So I'm trying to limit how much praise I can give this Kansas City Chiefs team. I've talked about this before. The Chiefs are start. I'm starting to dislike the Chiefs, which I didn't think was going to happen because they are a likable team. They're a team that struggled for a long time. Finally good. They're not the Patriots, which is a big thing. But I just I just it's 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 uh, enough. I don't get it, man. We're so nice. We're so kind. We're so thoughtful. Uh, we never get in our feelings. We never have any sort of uh, resentment, resentment towards other teams. Um, just beat the Chiefs. That's it. Come on, Ian. Just just beat the Chiefs. Well, maybe we will. Maybe we'll see you in the Super Bowl this year. Desmond <laughs> Ritter against Patrick Mahomes. Who knows? Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So let's get into our positional power rankings heading into the 2023 NFL season. Let's start with quarterback. Uh, Ian, what do you have? Do you want me to list the top five or do you want to go back and forth? One, one, two, two, three, three, four, four, five, five. Let's go. Let's go back and forth. I like that. All right. Unfortunately, this is why I didn't want to talk about Chiefs too much earlier, because I, I, I wish I had it in me to come up with a hot take and not put Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, number one. But that would just not be genuine. It's obviously Patrick Mahomes. And I don't trust anyone who would say anyone other than Patrick Mahomes. What the guy can do with his arm, the throws that he can make, the athleticism, the mentality. He's a winner. He can get it done. He can beat you several different ways. Even when he doesn't play his A game, he still finds ways to pull it out. It's Patrick Mahomes by far. And uh, he might, by the end of his career, end up surpassing Tom Brady as the best quarterback ever. That's It's possible. I'm not saying he will, but it's possible. He is the number one quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, if you say anything else, you are literally a hot take artist trying to get clicks. It's right. Patrick Mahomes, pretty wide gap, next few guys, and then after it, basically the top five, top six, there's another pretty wide gap as well. But yeah, it's Mahomes at one. Uh, he just won MVP, just won the Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP. He is at the peak of his powers right now. Uh, all those folks saying, what's it going to look like without Tyreek Hill? Well, he just showed you the numbers he put up, the accolades he accumulated during the season. It's Mahomes. Okay. It, it, it's Mahomes within a wide gap. Uh, who do you have at number two? Uh, number two, the, I, I have Jalen Hurts. Um, if we're just kind of basing off how, what we, how good we think these quarterbacks are now, because I would like to see like another season or two sample size from him and playing as well as he did last year. But I think he, he, he was number two in MVP voting, uh, won the NFC with the Eagles, the best regular season, uh, record in the NFL. He can do it with his legs. Um, he can do it with his arm. I think it's Jalen Hurts number two, mm. but also, also I will say about the quarterbacks, and I think we're going to at least agree on this, that the top four, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes, number one, and then it's going to be some order of the next three guys and those three guys, I assume, for everyone's going to be the same. Number five is kind of a wild card, though, on these lists. So um, do you have Jalen Hurts, number two, or do you have someone else? I actually have Josh Allen, number two, which is going to come right. as a pretty large surprise, I think, to a lot of folks. I can already hear the Bengals fans yelling at me through mouthfuls of Skyline Chili. I apologize. I really like Joe Burrow. This is not a, a negative take of Joe Burrow. Okay. I love Joe Burrow, but I consider him a, I keep saying he's Drew Brees. Okay. That's not a bad thing. I, I Drew Brees was a hall of fame quarterback, a damn good quarterback, but what stands out from Drew Brees to me stands out with Joe Burrow. It's the accuracy. It's the intelligence. It's the not forcing throws, but I don't know how much he necessarily elevates everyone else on his team. Like he elevates players. Yes. But does he do the same things that Josh Allen does? Josh Allen's the better runner, better arm strength. If you want to say just last year, I think Joe Burrow had a better year last year than, than Josh Allen. There's no debating that, but Josh Allen was injured. And if you want to say it's indictment on Josh Allen for the, the style of play he plays, I will entertain that. But I do think there's something to his elbow being banged up, and you saw a steep drop-off at that time. I think we're going to see Josh Allen bounce back in a really good way this year. Um, again, maybe I end up being wrong, but I still think where it currently stands heading into 2023, I would take Josh Allen over Joe Burrow. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. And that, I mean, I may as well say it now. Josh Allen's number three on my list. Um, I put him above Joe Burrow as well. I actually don't think Joe Burrow's has has had as good of regular seasons as people might think. He shows up in the playoffs and then must win games uh, late in the year. Uh, but he hasn't put together a full games like a full regular season yet. Remember last year he missed the preseason because of his injury, and then he was he was bad. Uh, like their first four or five games of the year last year. Uh, ended up recovering and obviously turned it, on, turned it on late in the season, had a great playoffs as well. But um, I've yet to see Joe Burrow put together a full, really good 17-game season, which is something that we've seen from obviously Mahomes, obviously from Josh Allen. Now, Josh Allen has kind of the opposite uh, where he, well, he does perform in the playoffs, but his teams don't win. And at the end of the day, that's what's important. Um and we've seen a full season from Jalen Hurts now. I, I need to see Joe Burrow from start to finish of a regular season perform at the level that he's shown in the playoffs. Yeah, so for me, Josh Allen two, Joe Burrow three. And, and again, I'm with you to, to, to an extent. I have Joe Burrow over Jalen Hurts, who is my number four. I'll say it now. Jalen Hurts is my number four. I have to see more from him before I can really put him above Joe Burrow. What is interesting, and you, and you mentioned it, is the regular season. Joe Burrow's had fine regular seasons. They're not, they're not bad. They're, they're not horrendous, but he does get elevated because of his playoff success, which again, end of the day, that is what you're graded on. No one would remember Troy Aikman if he didn't win those ranks. You look at Troy Aikman and his regular season uh, statistics, they're brutal, man. I mean, they're not good. You, you look at him, he, he's, he's Ryan Tannehill. He was Alex Smith at best in the regular season. But his team won Super Bowls. He put up big numbers in the playoffs. That elevates him. It was the same reason why Joe Flacco, for that, what, three-season stretch, got the is he elite conversation. They won a Super Bowl. Right. That's what it came down to. Joe Burrow has been so good, electric in the playoffs. And the team success has followed. I think we get a little clouded. Josh Allen, again, who knows where we would have him if that 13-second game never happened against Kansas City. Right. I mean, he did all he could. There was there was not a knock really against Josh Allen. He had that the one fumble, but outside of that, it was a near perfect game from Josh Allen. Yeah. But we keep going to that, and because of that, everyone knocks him down. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be clouded by it. So right. I have Mahomes, Josh, Joe, and then Jalen Hurts fourth. I need to see more from Jalen Hurts. I got to do it. I great yeah. year last year. Great year last year. Playoff success as well. But I need to see more than one year from Jalen Hurts. I agree. That's fair. Uh, as much as I like arguing with you and debating it, uh, even though we don't have the same order of the top four quarterbacks, I, I kind of agree. That is the knock on Hurts. we got to see another year for him. But I'm willing to put him number two just because of how good he was last year. Number five, who do you have? So this might be a little bit of a hot take because people might say uh, Herbert, maybe Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to go with Tua uh, Vailoa, who... Um, a lot of people are down on for some reason. Like they, they don't give him the respect he deserves. I know he didn't play a full season last year uh, and he's dealing uh, with some concussion issues, but third in the NFL in QBR led the NFL in yards per pass attempt at 8.9, 25 touchdowns, only eight interceptions. I'm going to put him at number five. I'm speechless. The stats spe- back I, it up. I'm speechless. Who were his wide receivers? Yeah, but yeah, but what's the could, offensive game plan? You you could you could say that about a lot of the top quarterbacks, though. Dude, there's no way. 
No way. I mean, yes, there's injury concerns as well. He's not above Trevor Lawrence. He's not above Herbert. He's not above Lamar Jackson. He's not above, I don't think, even Aaron Rodgers at this point. Um, Is he above Dak Prescott? Maybe. Maybe above Dak? So you you see all of his numbers that he posted last year, and then you just go, oh, system quarterback. Not that good. Yes, I I do think he's a system quarterback 100%. Oh, my God. When, so you, you think, you think any bad. other quarterback in that in that situation would have would have thrown would have put up same numbers similar numbers yeah probably numbers? higher numbers be probably higher numbers oh I think he's I, I don't think he's bad I, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback he's probably right in that he is the Orlando Brown Jr. of quarterbacks that's what he is he's a fine quarterback frankly I'll say it he's he's a good quarterback he's not a great quarterback he's not elite he's good that's what he is. He's in the same range as Dak Prescott, that 8 to 12. That's where he slides in. Uh, I don't think he's going to elevate your team. Probably not going to be a hindrance to your team, but he's not going to elevate your team. I'm going to go Justin Herbert at five. And I understand the lack of any real success from Justin Herbert. I'm not denying that. I think the OC has been the main issue. I think the fact that they don't let him play, they act like he's Matt Schaub. It makes no sense. It makes no sense the Chargers offensive game plan when they have Justin Herbert at quarterback. They have one of the QBs in the NFL that actually is a game changer. Not a game manager, a game changer. And you only see him aired out against good teams when they're down. All of a sudden, like, all right, Herbert, come on. Now throw the ball after we've ran the rock and had you check down to Austin Eckler 11 times a game. It makes no sense. I do think with the new OC, we're going to see Herbert take a massive step forward. I can't quite get there with Trevor Lawrence. Not quite there. I think he's probably six for me. Lamar at seven uh, or Lamar at six. Lawrence at seven. Either way, you, you slice and dice it. But I'm going with Herbert at five. Yeah, I think Herbert's a, just a touch overrated in my opinion. I don't know. Maybe I just need to see. Maybe, I guess maybe I'm just falling victim to systems. So I, I overrate Tua because of the system he's in and I underrate Herbert because of the system he's in. Maybe that's the case. Maybe I think you should be able to overcome a system. Maybe I think a system can't make a quarterback. But, I mean, he's still good. I'd probably put him in number seven or eight. I think two is better, though. I just think if I'm drafting right now, just we're doing a fantasy draft right now. You're going to build a team around a quarterback. You're not taking Tua before Herbert. There's no chance you are. Does Tua does Tua get negative points because he's because he's a lefty and he looks weird when he throws the ball? I mean, Matt Leiter looked weird throwing the ball too. Yeah, right. Have you? I, I, Steve I saw- Young didn't look weird throwing the ball. Mike Vick didn't look weird throwing the ball. Yeah, Mike Vick kind of looked weird throwing the ball. I it's, it was like halfway through the season, and someone on Twitter tweeted out a video of Tua highlights, but they like mirrored it, so it looked yeah. like he was throwing the ball right-handed, and he looked like a way better quarterback. Literally the same throws as just his highlights, but him throwing it right-handed, he looked better. Let's get into running back because we're not going to agree here. Because I, I, I again, I, I don't even think Tua Tagovailoa was top top seven, so wow. uh, right. we're not going to agree here. Again, when I said. Would you take Herbert or Tua in a draft to build around a team? You didn't answer that question. I know it was awfully quiet from the Ian McMillan room over there. Well, I mean, Tua's injury issues, I I would take Herbert. Oh, okay. Sure. Sure you would. Uh, All right, running back, Ian, who do you have at number one? 
Uh, number one, I think we might be able to agree on this one. Christian McCaffrey, just his versatility alone, uh, especially nowadays with the way that the, uh, that the game of football is played at the NFL level. He got to be able to catch the ball out of the backfield and he is the best receiving back in the NFL. Uh, his rushing numbers might not be as good as some people might think, but still obviously a very good runner of the football, um, has to be Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. I'm going with Christian McCaffrey as well. Um, I wanted to argue with you because it's fun to argue with you. Uh, but if we keep arguing, we're definitely not going to hit on the defensive side of the ball, uh, which maybe we just leave the defense till tomorrow anyway, or till yeah, next Tuesday anyway. Who knows about that? But I'm going McCaffrey at one. He is such a game changer at a position where I don't think running back is a game changing position. I don't think it is. I think they still paid too much to bring in McCaffrey for the 49ers, but he is so damn good. And I always like to elevate pass catchers typically. I think if you are a running back who can catch the ball and make a difference out of the backfield, that's where your best value is. I do have McCaffrey at one as well. Perfect. Number two, two, I got, I got Nick Chubb doesn't have that versatility with being able to catch the ball out of the backfield as well as some other guys in the NFL. Uh, but just his pure rushing numbers, I don't think he gets the respect he deserves. If you look at his five years in the NFL, he averaged 5.2 yards per carry, 5.0, 5.6, 5.5, and then back to 5.1 last year. A little bit of a step back last year, but still averaging 5.1 yards a carry is extremely good. So he is all six seasons for five seasons he's been in the NFL. He has averaged at least five yards a carry. That is production. That's what you want from a running back. Um, also, I love that he doesn't wear gloves sometimes. I always think that's a good look. Um, so, yeah, I'll do, just says, I think he's the best pure runner of the football in the NFL, Nick Chubb. I, I would agree that he's the best pure runner in the NFL. Uh, I think those numbers are just absurd considering who his quarterback has been the right. majority of his time there. I mean, the teams know they're running the ball. Right. And he's still gouging him for five yards a pop. I mean, it's very, very impressive. I have met thir- at three. Just I'll, I'll give you because he's my third guy. Um, I, I knocked him just slightly, just slightly because of the pass catching ability. Again, best pure runner in the NFL, but pass catching, that's not his specialty. They've Fair. had third down backs traditionally on that Browns team. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Saquon Barkley at two. His bounce back year last year really impressed me. Uh, really, really impressed me. He can obviously be a game changer catching the ball out of the backfield as well. I want Saquon to Nick Chubb three. I don't even think I have Saquon on my list. Oh, no, I have Saquon five. Uh, Sa- Saquon's kind of kind of a, a, a interesting issue because his numbers actually aren't that good. And now is, is that a product of being on the Giants for his whole career and being on bad, you know, running in front of bad or behind bad offensive lines with bad head coaches, bad play callers. Absolutely. So that's why he's still on my list, but um, he had averaged five yards per carry in his rookie year since then 4.6. And then he was hurt 3.7, little bit of a bounce back last year, 4.4 uh, obviously he does have the receiving ability that Nick Chubb doesn't have, uh, but pure talent. I would love, I would just love to see Barkley on a different team. Yeah. And I yeah, think I, th- I until he does, I don't think we'll or if he ever does, I don't know if we'll truly ever see his full potential. Yeah, good point. Uh, who do you have at three? Uh, I have Austin Eckler. I think if Christian McCaffrey is the number one receiving back in the NFL, I think Austin Eckler is number two. 
yeah, extremely good out of the backfield. Maybe not the best runner in between the tackles, but um, yeah, the, the second best receiving running back in the NFL, which is important, like I said, in today's game. So I'll put Austin Eckler three. I didn't know anyone was higher than me on Austin Eckler. I love me some Austin Eckler, yeah. but I couldn't get there. I actually have him at six. So I have him on the outside looking in. He was my honorable mention. I love Austin Eckler. I actually don't have qualms with you putting him at three. There, there's he's. I hate saying a dude has a nose for the end zone. Like I think a lot of that's subjective, but he really does. If you yeah. watch the Chargers play, he's not a big guy. He's stocky, obviously, but he finds ways to get into the end zone time and time again, whether it's catching the ball, running the ball. It is very, very impressive. Yeah, he's a great pass catching back. You're right, probably the second best in the NFL, but he doesn't really break a lot of tackles when he catches the ball. He just gets a lot of opportunity. I mentioned Justin Herbert. That was the game plan was nine, ten times a game. They just checked down to him. He had an obscene amount of catches and still only had what was like 890 yards receiving and he had what was like 120. It was something stupid. Like the fact he didn't get over a K was because he doesn't break tackles. 107 receptions, 722 yards. Yeah, that's absurd. I mean, that, yeah. that's just that's just large numbers. It, it, it's a lot of catches, not a lot of yards, a lot of checkdowns, not making a lot of guys miss. Um, he's a six for me. My third, as I mentioned, was Nick Chubb. My fourth, though. I'm going Josh Jacobs. Got to give the Raiders some credit yeah. here. Um, they didn't bring him back in the fifth-year option, and he proved him wrong. I mean, Josh Jacobs was a menace last year, watching a lot of Raiders games. He was just bowling over, over guys. He was their offense at times. Josh Jacobs carried that horrible team to multiple victories. I'm going Josh Jacobs at four. Yeah, I won't argue with that. Great year last year, 4.9 yards per carry, 97.2 yards per game, which led the NFL, I believe. So uh, I don't have Josh Jacobs on my list. I have Jonathan Taylor in at number four. And maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should switch in Josh Jacobs because Jonathan Taylor in his 11 games last year actually wasn't that good. Like his yards per carry dropped off a full yard from the year before. But maybe I just can't get over how good of a year he had in 2021 when he was averaging 106 and a half yards per game, 5.5 yards per carry last year was tough for him though. Yeah. Uh, we've seen a lot of guys have one great year running back. Hell yeah. Peyton Hillis again, wasn't the cover, cover of Madden, but yes. I, I think again, Jonathan Taylor's going to have a better career overall than Peyton Hillis, but I need to see him bounce back. Same yeah. reason why Saquon wasn't near my top five or top 10 last year going into it. But after that year, I, th I think he's back. I need to see Jonathan Taylor back fully healthy. He has a full off season. Maybe he bounces back this year, but I got to see it first. So I don't have Jonathan Taylor in there. My number five is Derrick Henry. I have to have Derrick Henry in there. Um, I know he's not a pass catching back, which I've said I value very highly. Like Aaron Jones missed the cut. Austin Eckler missed the cut. But Derrick Henry for such a long time, has been the Tennessee offense. He was last year. I get the yards per carry numbers are never ridiculous. Part of that is because the offensive line's been horrible. Alec Burks was their wide receiver one last year. Ryan Tannehill wasn't even their quarterback the full the entirety of the season. They have Malik Willis. They had Josh Dobbs. Um, I still have Derrick Henry at five. Just if you ask and poll a lot of NFL players, they always say Derrick Henry's up there. So for that reason alone, I'm not trying to tackle Derrick Henry. But if they think it's hard, I'll put Derrick Henry at five. 
I don't have Derrick Henry on my list. I'm a Derrick Henry truther. Um, for all the points that you said, uh, I'm a yards per carry guy. Three years ago, he'd be number one, and it's not even close. But we're not talking about three years ago. We're talking about now. He had 4.3 yards per carry two years ago, 4.4 yards per carry last year. He's not a receiving back. Only 33 catches last year, 18 the year before. I'm just looking at his pro football reference page right now. He finished ninth in MVP voting and 12th in offense player of the year last year. Who is voting for Derrick Henry last year? He got a million carries. That's why like his, like his he still had 1,500 yards, but he led the NFL in carries at 349. I don't know how he's the, how he finished hey, ninth in MVP voting. I will say that is impressive. I, I understand that's a, a counting stat, if you will. It's like Omar Vizquel in Major League Baseball. Is he or is he not? It's like Frank Gore to an extent in the NFL, right? The best ability at times is availability. I know he has missed games before in his career, but the fact that he can take that many carries, the fact that his body can handle that many, many hits and keep getting up and, and keep going, that, there is something to that. That is very impressive. Um, I don't think McCaffrey can, can take that many carries. I, 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 I know he can. We, we've seen that before. I, I don't think Alvin Kamara or Aaron Jones or a lot of these uh, Austin Eckler, a lot of it. there's a reason why Eckler only gets what ten carries a game. Derrick Henry's body can, can handle that physicality. I do value that to an extent. Yeah, for sure, that's a fair point. I mean, I wouldn't put him outside the top ten, but I, to me, this season, if we're evaluating today, how good these players are, Derrick Henry's not my top five. Mm. Who's your fifth? Oh, Saquon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's hit wide receiver. Wide receiver, who is your number one? You know what? I think we're going to actually have a lot of agreement in our top five, and it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it is a bummer. Maybe I'll switch my list just so I can argue. Uh, but no, <laughs> I think it's Justin Jefferson. I don't think there's too much debating that. Is there a debate? I think we both have Justin Je- Justin Jefferson number one. Is, is is there anyone that, like, any other receiver in the NFL that if someone said they're the best guy right now, like, you wouldn't argue? Quite frankly, there's about five guys, maybe six, I wouldn't really argue over. I think there's such a clear-cut top five, top six. I have Jefferson at one as well. I do. And part of that was what he does with Kirk Cousins as his quarterback is very impressive. Like, you see him take over games. Was it against the Bills? If you remember that game, I think it was against the Bills – where he had some horrible throws thrown his way, and he found ways to just drag that team to a victory. Yeah. I have Jefferson at one, but I'm not going to sit here and say if you have someone else that it's asinine. Like, okay, if you have Terry McLaurin at one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, no, you're, you're a dumbass. If you have Jalen Waddell or Devontae Smith or, or maybe even A.J. Brown at one, I'm going to say, no, you're wrong. But – I have Jefferson at one, but there's a couple other guys I can, you can make the case for that I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't be that upset about. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but I, 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 I would still argue with anyone that Justin Jefferson's number one. He's yeah, playing with a not so great quarterback. Uh, led the NFL in basically, I mean, yards per game. He didn't, he didn't quite have as many touchdowns as some other guys last year. Only eight touchdowns. Um, but I still think, I think it's Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Who do you have at two? Uh, I have Cooper cup at number two, obviously hurt last year, but this is a guy who two years ago won the receiving triple crown receptions, yards and touchdowns. So, um, if he can come back healthy this year, I think, uh, maybe he's a guy who could, uh, you know, be in the argument of being the number one 
wide receiver, especially if he gets back to the level of production he had two years ago. Um, so I'll say Cooper Cup. Yeah, I actually had Cup second as well. Uh, he only played 553 snaps last year, as you mentioned, but he only dropped one of yeah. his 76 catchable passes. That would have wow. been his best of his career, which is very, very impressive. That's according to PFF. Um, I have Cooper Cup second as well. I, I think a lot of people forget about him because he, again, was cut short from injury, and wide receiver is a position where there's so many good players. There's so many great wide receivers that if you have one year off, you drop. Yeah. But I, I do think Cooper Cup is going to have a massive year, especially if Matt Stafford's back and healthy. I don't think the Rams are good, but that connection is undeniably one of the best in the NFL. I'll have Cooper Cup second as well. Who's your number three? Right now, I have Jamar Chase, but I could be convinced otherwise. Um, I think he does get a little bit of a boost playing with Joe Burrow, and they have a very strong receiving core. T. Higgins on the other side obviously takes a little bit of pressure off him. Uh, but just pure talent, I think Jamar Chase is who I'm going to have to say number three. So I actually have three and four tied. I basically have three oh. A and three B. I know it's it's dumb, but I can't find a way to go. And they're such different players. It's Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams. I can't find a way to put one above the other. They're different style of plays. Uh, here, here's some numbers from what uh, Devontae Adams did last year for the Raiders. Led all wide receivers with 14 receiving touchdowns. Averaged 15 yards per reception, which was the highest of his career by a wide margin. And that was with Derek Carr as his quarterback. Right. I mean, that's impressive. He didn't get yeah. the national recognition, I don't think, because it was a bad Raiders team. But look at some of the numbers he put up, and it's very, very impressive. There was no drop-off from Devontae Adams. And then Tyree Kill had the highest overall PFF grade, 92.1 last year. He played with three different quarterbacks last year, and all he did was put up insane numbers. Um I can't find a way to to go back to to put one above the other. Uh, I guess if I was drafting a team, I might take Tyreek Hill above Javante Adams. But again, they're three A and three B. They're both so damn good. And then who's your number five? My number five. I went back and forth. I went with um, Jamar Chase. I wanted to go AJ Brown. I mm. really wanted to go AJ Brown. I couldn't quite get there. Uh, maybe it's uh, the Chiefs and me seeing Jamar Chase just absolutely destroy Kansas City time and time again. So I, I, maybe I'm a little bit blinded by what I've seen each time he plays against the Chiefs. But my wild card was going to be Amon a, a Ross St. Brown. Oh. Amon Ross St. Brown for the Lions has been incredibly reliable. He's been one of the biggest difference makers from that offense going from horrendous to legitimately good. The Lions had the fifth highest scoring offense last year, third highest uh, yardage offense last year with Jared Goff at quarterback. Goff had a good year, but a lot of that was because of Amon Ross St. Brown. So if you want to go my five, I I can't find a way, but I was going to go Jamar, Amon Ross St. Brown, and A.J. Brown. They're in that next tier behind Devontae and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, since I said Jamar Chase number three, I've thought about it some more. I've looked at some numbers. I think I'm going to switch out. I think I'm now going to have literally the exact same list as you. But I will put Devontae Adams solo three based on 
We saw how good he was with Aaron Rodgers, and then he did the same thing with Derek Carr. You can't just say he was as good as he was because of Aaron Rodgers if he did the exact same thing with Derek Carr. So I'll put I'll put Devontae Adams solo three, Tyreek Hill four. I'm still sticking to Jamar Chase five, but your point about Amon uh, – why can I never pronounce it? Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown. It's the sun god. I know. Come on. Uh, yeah. I, that's an interesting case to put him in, in at number five. though. I didn't really consider him. I don't hate that argument, but I'm going to yeah. stick with Chase. I'm not going to drop him down too far. I'll, I'll slot him in there number five. He also, Amon Ross St. Brown, had the second highest PFF grade last year. Did, again, P- PFF is – Take it how you will. I know it's not the end-all, be-all, right. but I do think there's at least some truths in what they do. And he did have the ball going his way. 28.4% of his receiving snaps ranked third most among wide receivers. Um, I will say, though, his yards yards per depth was only 6.5, which was near the bottom of, of wide receivers eligible. So it wasn't a lot of deep throws. It was a lot of Michael Thomas-esque throws, right? Who who they have number one, Jefferson? I actually didn't see that. Um, I'm assuming it was Jefferson. Don't have that in front of me. I'll also say Stephon Diggs might be in that next yes, year down with A.J. Brown. But again, it just goes to show how many wide receivers are really good in the NFL right now. It's also why paying a wide receiver becomes a very tricky proposition. PFF had Tyreek Hill as the number one receiver. Yeah. Tyreek Hill, St. Brown, Jefferson as their top three. Yep. All right, we're going to leave defense for next week because I want to spend more time there, and we have tight ends up right now. Who do you have at number one, Ian? Unfortunately, Travis Kelsey. Is, is Travis Kelsey getting annoying to Chiefs fans at all or no? Just as a person? Uh, no. No, he is not. I actually had a chance to uh, talk with Travis Kelsey on Saturday. I got a chance to talk with Mahomes and Travis Kelsey at this charity event, which, by the way, Little side note with Patrick Mahomes. He was there and his wife, Brittany Mahomes, were, were there. I said, hi, my name is Sterling Holmes. And Brittany goes, oh, my gosh, we have a daughter named Sterling. As if everyone doesn't know that who lives here in Kansas City. Like, how, how much of a normal people can you be just when they're like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. And Patrick, like, I've never met another Sterling besides my daughter. I'm like, you guys are just normal people. And then he told me I should add a ma in front of my name. He goes, you should add a ma. So I'd be Pat Sterling Mahomes with the L. So they didn't say it quick enough. They're, they're very close. But um, I thought that was very funny. Just normal people, just like us. As if not the entire world, or at least 98% doesn't know that they have a kid named Sterling. I thought that was very funny. But uh, no. Are you going to do it? Are you going to add the ma? No, surprisingly not. And basically, yeah. quite frankly, I was a little bit um, – I knew they named their daughter after me. Yeah. They, they didn't have to try and play that off. Of course. Yeah. yeah. No, but no, they're, they're great people and they're always at charity events. That's what I was going to say is you can't get tired of these people. They're genuine people. Like there's not a mask they take off and on. These are good people who care about the community who are donating money for good causes. They're always out there. Listen, I'm not trying to say Travis Kelsey's not a good person. But I is are aren't his antics getting a little annoying? Uh, oh, I'm the big party guy. I'm going to spike his, the Vince Lombardi trophy. Isn't isn't he just a, a little? Did you get? Did you do that with with Gronkowski? Yeah, I thought. I thought. Yeah, well, but that, okay. that, that's kind of my point. Is he kind of seems like he's trying to be Gronkowski? 
George Kittle kind of does the same thing too. I think it's just tight ends. Yeah, maybe. I mean, again, I, I don't have an issue with it. I think he is who he is. Like, I think he truthfully is who he is. He's a fun guy. He's enjoyable to be around. Uh, he understands he has a brand, right? Gronkowski understood he had a brand. Right. I don't right. see any issue with it. That, that, that's where I'm at. I mean, listen, being slightly annoying out of all the bad things uh, that athletes do out there, I think being slightly annoying is pretty low on the list for me. So uh, I'm not, no. I'm not going to sit here and trash on Travis Kelsey. I'm, I've been called slightly annoying so many times. Oh, I'm more than slightly annoying. I'm moderately to severely annoying. So, uh, frankly, uh, I, was, I would say I'm, I'm obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> so we both have Kelsey number one for tight ends. Yeah, there's no debating that. It's not even close. Anyone who tries to say George Kittle at this point, you are uh, smoking crack. Yeah, you, you are, you are smoking crack. And I, there's, there's no other way to say it. Um, you've pulled out a pipe, you've lit it up. And you've smoked crack. Yeah. Uh, number two, though, I do still have George Kittle. I think when healthy, he is the second best tight end in football. Again, it comes down to can he stay healthy? Uh, he is a, I would say he's the best blocking tight end in football. I, I think he's the best blocking tight end in football, at least who's not just used as a blocking tight end. I do think San Fran might be better off if they try using him more in the pass game because he is such a great yak tight end. I do think at times it's a little bit confusing why they don't use him more as a receiving tight end. But again, they're winning games with dudes like Nick Mullins and Brock Purdy at quarterback. So I think Shanahan knows what he's doing. I'll have George Kittle at second best tight end in the NFL, but it's still a wide drop down from the yeah. elite Travis Kelsey. Uh, I'm going to put Mark Andrews number two. Uh, I think him and George Kittle are pretty close, but I'm going to give Mark Andrews a slight edge. I know George Kittle obviously hasn't been playing with the best quarterbacks in the world, but Mark Andrews has been playing with Lamar Jackson, who say what you want, but not the most accurate passer of all time. Um, yeah, his MVP season was very good. The past couple of years, his passing numbers are just not elite, uh, to be fair. So uh, I'll, I'll say Mark Andrews. I'll slide him in there at number two. So I actually had Mark Andrews at number three. Um, I really like Mark Andrews a lot. And I think for all the reasons you just mentioned, but I can't get him above George Kittle. Um, if they're both healthy, I'm taking Kittle by a pretty wide margin. The issue is Kittles can't stay healthy. And if I'm going to knock quarterbacks for not being able to stay healthy, I'd knock Kittle down. But again, I still think the value of Kittle, in my opinion, is still slightly higher than Mark Andrews, even with those injury concerns. But I, I don't think you're crazy. I think there's it's Kelsey at one. I think it's Kittle and Andrews at two, three. And yep. now I think there's more conversation at four, five, and the rest. Who do you have it for? Kyle Pitts, my guy. I think the only Falcon on the list, I think. Although I was tempted to put Desmond Ritter in the top five for quarterbacks. But Kyle Pitts, number four, uh, one of the most athletic tight ends in the uh, in the NFL. Um, uh, Mariota couldn't hit him last year. Um, the The amount of times he was open deep down the middle of the field and Mariota overthrew him was frustrating to say the least. So now that we have a good quarterback in Desmond Ritter, he's going to be able to hit Kyle Pitts a lot more. Um, and I think he's going to have a huge breakout year and establish himself as one of the best tight ends in the NFL. So I'll go Kyle Pitts number four. I have Dallas Goddard at number four. What? Dallas Goddard has been outstanding. He was the reason why the Eagles were able to move on 
right? From, um, uh, oh my gosh, Zach Ertz. Because Dallas Goddard was that good. Dallas Goddard is number four. Um, he is one of the most prolific pass-catching tight ends right now in the NFL. Um, he's not a great blocking tight end. I, I will I will grant you that. But, but dude, Dallas Goddard has been one of the most underrated tight ends in football. Yeah, he's certainly good. Top five, though? Top, yeah. Like, I didn't even consider him. Well, then you are um, – you don't know ball. I'd say he's top ten. Top five, though? Dallas Goddard is number four. Oh, Dallas got it ranked third among tight ends last year with a 121.7 passer rating when targeted fourth with 1.76 yards per route run. Um, one of four tight ends who caught at least 60% of their contested targets. PFF actually has them up for their, in their own um, rankings, which is hilarious. Cause I didn't see that until just now. So I'm glad PFF and I actually agree. Uh, he ranked third at the position with an 83.5 receiving grade. Um, man, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Dallas Goddard being number four, especially top five. Maybe I don't know ball. I didn't consider him. Like I, like I said, like I would have, if I was like putting this, like ranking out further than just number five, I would have slotted him at like eight, nine, mm. but Hey, you said PFF has him at number four. Yeah. I, mean, I used the eye test play, and then I backed it up with stats, baby. He, 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 I know, and he backed me into a corner now if you're going to bring out stats. Uh, he did only play 12 games last year, so maybe yes. that's um, kind of hurt my hurt my evaluation of him, but uh, okay. He's not in my top five. Fair, fair. Uh, again, that, that would be the knock, would be the injury. But I will say it was a freak injury where it wasn't his fault. It sh- was a penalty that was not called. It was against Washington, if I'm not mistaken. It was brutal, man. It, it was a face mask and a half, not called. That was how he got injured. And you're sitting here going, are you serious? You get injured by a, a, a should-be penalty, not called, and now you're out and going to miss some games. I can't hold that too much against Dallas Goddard. It, it was, in my opinion, a very cheap play. Uh, number five, who do you have? I have it with a young guy here. This might be a little bit of a wild card. Um, I'm going to go Pat Fryermuth for the Steelers. Um has not played with, I mean, Kenny Pickett, we'll see what happens with him and see if he gets any better. But in his first two years in the NFL, he hasn't really had a good quarterback, still posing very solid numbers. 63 receptions last year, 11.6 receiving yards per game. Um, I like what I see from Pat Fryermuth. He passes the eye test for me when I watch Steelers games, which I'm forced to do more often than I like because they're always in prime time. So I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, Pat Fryer move, but now you might have convinced me to put Dallas Goddard uh, in the top five. But my list coming into the show, I had Fryer move number five. I like Fryer move a lot. Okay. Um, he's probably six or seven for me. I think he's yeah. right there with TJ Hawkinson in my mind as, as yeah. six, seven. Just for you, though, I'm going Kyle Pitts at five. There you go. Thank you. Just Thank you. I appreciate you. That. I appreciate okay. that. That's big of you. But, but I do think Kyle Pitts, even though he's a different style, he's right in my ranking of Kyle Pitts, Fryermuth, and um, TJ Hawkinson. They're in the same bucket, if you will. I think Pitts has the highest upside, though, by far, of those three. We saw what he did. Was it last? Did you go for 1,000 yards last year? No, because he got hurt last year. Was it the year before he went over 1,000 yards? I believe so. Yeah, they need to use him better down there in Atlanta. They really need to use 
Kyle Pitts better. He's not had the best opportunity. Hopefully this year's better, although they did just draft another running back in the first round. It's it's asinine what they're doing in Atlanta. Maybe they won't use him better. But Kyle Pitts is such a game changer. Him and, and Drake London, they, they he now has some help on the outside to hopefully get him open and open up the underneath. But I'll, I'll go Kyle Pitts at five. Just, just for you, Ian. Yeah, rookie season, he had uh, 68 catches for 1,026 yards. Uh, last year, only played in 10 games before he got hurt. Bad year, statistically. Only 356 yards and 28 receptions. But like I said, I obviously watch Falcons games. Um, and they actually were throwing him the ball. Mario, the Mariota just, just could not hit Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Several times, open, deep, middle of the field, overthrown. So uh, hopefully Ritter can at least hit Kyle Pitts a few more times this year, and hopefully he comes back healthy. So I know we're going to save defense for next week. Um, We didn't have offensive line on our show sheet, but I wouldn't mind hitting offensive line with you as long as you don't have any. That look you just gave me is Sterling, you asshole. No. Um, (laughs) Hey, I listen to your power rankings for offensive line. I say I I don't like I don't. I think in order to properly evaluate offensive line personally, I think I would actually actually have to sit down and watch film. Um, because unless you're basing it off of like how many sacks a guy gives up, the side angle that you watch that NFL broadcasts have are actually terrible for evaluating what's going on, in my opinion. Yeah. Like when, when you're on a football team and you study film and you see what players are doing and you're game planning, you never use that side angle. You use the like behind the offense angle. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm interested to hear your power rankings for the top five offensive line. I don't have one, so yeah, go for and, it. And it's tough because there's so much more value for tackles, right? But I'm not going to try and what? use just positional value. I'm going to try and kind of go by – you know what? I might even go by each position. That might All be right. more fun. I'll do two tackles left and right, two guards in the center. That's what we'll do. Let's hear Best it. left tackle in football, Trent Williams. Still okay. him. I think Laramie Tunsil is close. I think Laramie Tunsil is next in line, but I can't get there yet. It's still Trent Williams, which is wild at his age. I mean, it is wild how good Trent Williams still is. Uh, He's my number one. Number two at right tackle, I'm going to go with Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson is the best right tackle in football. It ain't even close. Lane Johnson is ushering in a new era of right tackle, right? They're showing the value of, hey, you couldn't make it at left tackle. You're now a right tackle. He was part of the forefront of showing why it's so valuable to have a good tackle, not just at left, but also at right. Lane Johnson, he is my second, or I guess best right tackle in football, second best overall. Uh, Now, hold on. Before you get to the guards, I actually do have a number one guard, so – and so you better list this guy in your in your two guards here. Go ahead, man. This one was close for me. Uh, I went. I'm going with. Uh, mm. l- l- let me list some guys for you, and let me okay. hear your thoughts. Okay. Zach Martin for the Cowboys been so good for so long. Zach Martin's been so good for so long for the Cowboys. Uh, Quentin Nelson. He had a rough year last year. But Quentin Nelson, kind of the same boat. The Colts' offensive line was a disaster last year. Do you take what he's done his entire career, throw that out the window because he had one year last year. He's, what, 27 years old, so he's still younger. You probably think last year was the aberration. Last year was the outlier. Do you go with Quentin Nelson? Do you go with, I always blow this dude's last name, Joel Batonio, right? The guard from, from Cleveland. 
left guard from Cleveland. He's been so good for so long. Uh, Joe Tooney, right, from Kansas City. Joe Tooney is phenomenal. He is an Iron Man, plays through broken hands. Um, that's probably where my what? guard. Come on, man. Who are you going to say? Well, we've only listed one Falcon so far on the show, but to me, even if Kyle Pitts doesn't deserve to be top five, this guy deserves to be top five offensive line. Chris Lindstrom is the best offensive guard in the NFL. I mean, they obviously don't have a lot of stats, so I do lean on PFF a little bit more for offensive line. First ranked guard in the NFL at 95.0 for Chris Lindstrom last year. The next closest was 87.5. According to PFF, Lindstrom's the best guard in the NFL, and it's not even close. Not even Mm. close. Fine. Fine. I'll go with your Chris Lindstrom. Thank you. Thank you. Um, That's all I ask. I might go go with Joel. I again I blow his last name every time. I have no idea how I blow it. Betonio. Betonio? Um he's number two on PFF. It's Lindstrom oh, is and Betonio's okay. Well, one. look, see, I know what I'm doing here. Yes. I'm going, all I'm the going names to... you were listing were all like the next guys on PFF. You're just leaving out my guy, Chris. I I, I like Quentin Nelson. I like Zach Martin, but last year weren't their best years. And so if I'm being fair, I'm going to go with Joel. I'm going to go with Joel and um, your guy, Lindstrom. All I right. wanted to go Joe Tooney being the Chiefs fan in me. I think I think he's kind of in that same category. But I got to have some objectivity here. Respect. So I'm going to I'm gonna do that. And then he's, uh, finally, he's number five on PFF. Finally, PFF yeah. says Lindstrom, Betonio, Jenkins for the Bears. On Wienu for the Patriots, Tooney yeah. for the Chiefs. Yeah. At the top five. Oh man, this is gonna be tough. You're you're probably gonna hate me for this, but I'm going Creed Humphrey. I'm going Humphrey just barely over Jason Kelsey. I love Jason Kelsey. Nothing against him, but I do think there's been a passing of the torch, if you will, to Creed Humphrey. I, I wanted to go Kelsey just because I like the Kelsey brothers. Right. And this is not me trying to be a Chiefs homer, but if you watch a lot of football, you'll understand how good Creed Humphrey is. Um, I'm going Humphrey as the best center in football. But if you go Jason Kelsey, I'm not going to argue with you too much. PFF has Humphrey number one, Kelsey number two. So, But I, I do think it's so close. I think it's those two guys and then a pretty steep a drop, drop off. off yeah. yeah. Number three is Pochich for the Browns, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. So what do you, what do you think of my list? What, what, what do you think of that? I like your offensive line list now that you have Lindstrom in there. Uh, I thought that was a travesty that you left him out. You didn't mention him before I brought him up. But with Lindstrom in there, that, that, that's a pretty solid list. I like it. I, I do think if you're a Giants fan, I'll give you some some love here, Giants fans. Andrew Thomas is very close. He is moving in the right direction. I will give you that. And Tristan Wirfs for the Buccaneers. You guys have a horrible season coming ahead, but Tristan Wirfs is very, very impressive to me. See, we're trying to hit all teams. I'm sure there's a few teams out there that we didn't hit on. I'm sure Houston's probably – well, I, I oh, mentioned Larry Tunsil. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tennessee, I mentioned Derrick Henry. Saints, I guess we still have defense to go. Taysom Hill, tight end. See yeah, a top five tight end? <laughs> in in uh, fantasy football, if you still get quarterback yep. uh, eligibility, this is fun. You know, yes. I like this. We'll, we'll hit on defense next week, and I'm sure we'll hit some of your teams, all you listeners out there. Carolina, all they got was the McCaffrey, who's no longer on their team. I Maybe. will say, I have a Maybe. Carolina defensive player, though, so Panthers fans tune in next week. Mm, Jets? Jets might get something in there. 
We'll Possibly. see. We'll see. Um, Broncos haven't got their name called yet. Surprisingly, no. the uh, Russell Wilson-led Broncos have not gotten their name called yet. No. Huh. We'll see, baby. We'll see. Stay tuned for next week. Ian, before we get out of here, what the hell is going on with you? Nothing. I got nothing going on this week. Um, I went to an LPGA event this past week. Watched Rose Zhang win in her pro debut. That was pretty fun. Taking it easy this week, so I got nothing for you. Mm. What do you got going on? Well, golf trip coming up in two weeks. I'm training. Ooh. I went from four. So it was about a month, six weeks now or so. Started with 40 push-ups, 40 sit-ups, 40 uh, squats a day. Then went to 60. Then went to 80. Yesterday, we rung in the, the 100, 100, 100. And let me wow. tell you, 100 push-ups yesterday was hard. Uh, 100 okay. sit-ups yesterday was very hard. 100 squats yesterday, my knees said no more. But guess what? Got to run it all back today. Every single day, 100, 100, 100. That's impressive. Yeah. Not even close to the Bo Jackson. The Bo Jackson, I think, was 500 a day. And uh, I am not even sniffing that. Well, he's arguably the greatest athlete of all time. So I, I think that's forgivable. That you're is that forgivable? Him. Okay. Yeah. Surprisingly, so. a 5'10 dude yeah. who's 170 <laughs> is not uh, in the same realm as Bo Jackson. Surprisingly. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was Stacking the Box. For Ian McMillan, I am Sterling Holmes. Stay tuned for next week as we hit the best positional players on the defensive side of the ball. Until then, we are out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.